<laughs> hey, folks, Sir Charles Carey here, and we're, welcome to another episode. If you're just jumping in to what's your come up story, today's guest is a gentleman that I've known indirectly, and we're going to talk about some directness, too, uh, for some time, and you're going to see what I'm talking about when we get to it. Um, but, man, this is crazy. No, this is like the second show in a row where we did a live show and we were not <laughs> recording live. So thank goodness to the trusty quick eyes of K-Fit. K-Fit. Uh, <laughs> we are actually going live. So if we were live and fell offline and you've heard these answers before, don't worry about it. Charge it to the head, not to the heart. It was just a sleight of hand. And if you are just jumping on and you're hearing and seeing this information, Feel free to comment, ask questions, be disruptive. You know, disruption is good. I always thought about disruption as a bad thing. But disruption can be good, especially when you get yes. set in your ways and you need to change things. So you can be a positive disruptor by asking keen questions or asking questions we have not thought to ask. So with that being said, I want to find out a little bit about our guests uh, hopefully everyone's had a great day. So let's just jump right in. I'm excited to get the answers. So once again, Keith, you know, before we talk about you know what you do, uh, where are you from? Born and raised from Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> okay. So what was childhood like for you growing up in in New Jersey? New Jersey, it was it was amazing. I got a chance to see some things, you know. But it was at the time that I was there. There was a lot of uh, violence. There was a lot of gangs. There was a lot of uh, car thefts. There was a lot of fighting. Uh, bottles being broken there all night long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how many how, how many gangs did you run, man? <laughs> I didn't choose. <laughs> I know you was a leader. You've been a leader all your life. So come on, tell me the truth, man. <laughs> No, I'm just my, mom, my mom kept that strap close, so I I couldn't I couldn't do but too right. much. <laughs> no, I no I I can I feel you on that. I want I was one of those gang members that would be like on the side leaning against the car, just watching people go by, like, and then after everybody go, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in the back, right? Look, I ain't want no smoke because I really wasn't sure. I knew how it worked, but I was like. I really ain't about that life. You know, my thing was the, the arts, the creativity, the music, the drawing yes. at that point. My brother was the bad boy. He's a, that's a whole nother show. But, um, but yeah, man. So, but now share with us two perspectives. Share with us a good and a maybe bad um, experience growing up as a youth, whether it was in New Jersey or many of the different places that you live because you say you were a military kid. Yes, yes. The, the bad experience was, you know, my dad, by him being in the military, we moved quite often. So I, you would get used to one area, and next thing you know, out of the blue, the military says, I need you to go over here, and we were moving. So the bad experience was I would get used to having some great friends that I would literally call best friends, and then out of the blue, my dad says, we got to move on to another place. And I just could not keep in touch with those folks. And now, thank thank God for the day, with Facebook, you can kind of go back and type right. in a name and you can now find some of those people. Well, back then, we didn't have that social media platform, so I lost out on a right. lot of great friends. I understand. Uh, the good experience was me touching that basketball. You know, I thought I was going to be the next 
Michael Jordan. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was eager to play any and everybody. I wasn't scared to play no six foot two, six foot five. I don't care how tall, how strong you were. I was in love with the sport. So that was one of my greatest moments when I first got a chance to experience that the basketball game and I fell in love with it. What was your team? Back then, I was, uh, because I'm from Jersey, I, I'm a Nets. I'm a Nets fan. <laughs> so Dr. J and um, yes. was it Michael Ray, was it Michael Ray or was it brother? Uh, no, it was Michael Ray, yep, Michael Ray, yep. Okay, yep. okay, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, those are the days, man. I was a Knicks fan. Always been a Knicks. Even still, I'm a Knicks fan. Although the Knicks, I like the Knicks too. I like the Knicks too. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, they suck, but I, you know that's my hometown, so I have to stick with my hometown team, man. So, but yes. um, yeah. And what was your position? Did you did you ever play on the team or anything like that? High school, I, church. Believe it or not, I never did. And um, I tell you, I was fearful because I was and still skinny. Because I was skinny, I was scared to show my legs. So okay. the coaches wanted me to play, they begged me to play, and I just refused to play because of that. I let that fear stop me from going and playing my favorite sport. But I was a basketball court in a, in a yard all the time. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my favorite activity as a youngster myself. I think basketball first. I like martial arts. Um, you know, I didn't stick Every time I got into martial arts, I had to leave it. But those were uh, very instrumental times and activities that really seemed to be attracted to me. Even um, I did some bicycling, but and I love. I went crazy, got my first bike. But yeah, basketball, <laughs> martial arts. I was scared to death of swimming, man. I learned, but I was scared <laughs> because back then they would just throw you in the pool, you know. Yes, and you got to you got to figure out. <laughs> yeah, you know, and even though you kind of know they're not going to let you drown. Your mind doesn't go there. Your mind just goes with, they're going to throw you what? Uh-uh, I ain't going. <laughs> I remember my my family going, we going to the pool. You want? I'm like, oh, no, no, thank you. I don't want to go. You know, I make myself real small, real quick. Because my pops, would always just throw us in. And I know that's what he learned. That's how he learned. But, yeah, you know what? I, this is kind of like taking us off the beaten path a little bit. I know that because our parents or our guardians want the best for us. There's something about that one size fits all that doesn't fit all. Yes. <laughs> you know, everyone's personality is different. You know, I, um, with my kids, I, I, I have a unique relationship with all of them. I can't, I mean, I can say the same things to them, but how I say the same things is the game changer, you know? So, yes. and even now I'm still learning that because they're adults now, but I still have to deal with them based on their individual personalities. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, before K-Fit comes in, I want to ask you a question. Um, what drove you to the profession that you're in now? What drove you to become that entrepreneur? It's funny. Um, I got into network marketing, and I really did not want to do network marketing. I was very opposed to network marketing. So you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like most people, oh, it's nothing but a pyramid. You're just trying to get paid off me. And what actually got me started was I found myself in a position where I had over $100,000 of debt. And I was looking for something to help me eliminate that debt, but it wasn't a business. I was actually going to get myself a second job. But lo and behold, I was on a football field one day watching my son practice playing football in Upper Marlboro. 
And when I was standing there that day, there was another dad standing beside me talking to two other dads about debt elimination. So I kind of eavesdropped on their conversation and listened to what he was talking about. And I actually chased him down afterwards and said, hey, what is this? You're talking about this debt elimination. And he invited me to his house and he showed me the whole plan, but wasn't that what marketing at first? He just showed me how to eliminate my debt. And then I asked him, I said, where did you learn that from? And he said, I'm part of a company called My Econ. And then he did the whole spill. And at first I was kind of like, oh no, it's one of these things. But right. I said to myself, what I got to lose? And trust and believe it's been one of the best decisions I made in my life. So how long have you been doing that now? Going on nine years, nine years. Okay, Fit, you have some questions for Keith? Absolutely. Um, do you ever think um, you have regrets that there was something else you should have done anytime, you you know, any thoughts of, you know, regret or I should have really followed this versus that? No. Um, the stuff that I've learned from the company that I'm part of now, the strategies by itself has been life-changing. In fact, the strategies got me my investment back, you know, from learning about the W-4, credit repair, debt elimination, investing, you know, entrepreneurship as a whole. So there's no regret at all. And it's basically been showing me so that if I ever decide to open a traditional business, I kind of got the experience under my belt from using this network marketing. Yeah, I learned a lot from network marketing. And I was like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think one of my first, one of the first companies that was introduced to me was Primerica. And I was like, nah, man, I ain't doing it. And I didn't. It was in New York before I relocated to D.C. But I've heard of many companies since then. And I got involved with one that I really have a ton of respect for. But I don't think I have the, the, the mindset to really um, consider it at this stage, which was ACN at the time. I learned oh, yes. so yes. much about yes. personal development with the compensation plan attached, as we used to say. Yes. And, I, and, and I love that. I really do. I mean, Larry Raskin, Greg Provenzano. I mean, all those guys, the twins, the Coopers brothers. I mean, I've never forgot because just like I remember their names, I gained a lot uh, from the personal development perspective, as well as, um, you know, the business itself. And perhaps even on the lowest end, if I'd stuck in there, it probably would have paid off because this is going back maybe 19 years ago. Um, but uh, personality uh, challenges caused me to want to disband. And I knew that there was something more for me. Um, and that was to do what I'm doing, to be a keynote speaker, to be a uh, trainer and to be a coach, even though coaching wasn't the objective. It was just to be able to speak because I saw less and I saw a lot of other people doing it. And I knew that's what I really felt to do. And I had a new lease on life. But um, yeah, you know, that was just something that I understood. And even though I've dabbled maybe once more since then, yeah, I, I know when the light comes on and it's just time to uh, to make changes, we have to really uh, buckle down and ask ourselves the tough questions, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I was, uh, what has been your, whether it's my econ or not, what has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? Um, I think my biggest challenge at first was 
making sure that I myself was committed. You know, I tell people with any business, not only are you supposed to be um, in the business, but it's the business in you. And so mm-hmm. my biggest challenge at first was being in the business myself, you know, and allowing the business to be in me. Um, right. Consistency, you know, sometimes getting up, doing that same old thing every day, it's hard to stay consistent. And then yes. also being realize that sometimes you do need help you know and that's one of the reasons why i ended up hiring a business coach here recently uh for 90 days because i knew that there are some people that know more than me and you got to be humble enough to understand that because iron sharpens iron and and i just wanted to make sure that i'm gonna be in a better place not only for myself but for my organization there you go and you know it's funny it's amazing that sometimes people younger than you they're just sharper than you or they have a bigger appetite than you. And because of that appetite, <clears throat> it leaves room for you to grow from them. You know, and uh, don't, I would say, don't spite your nose for your face just because, you know, of a hang up. Oh, he's younger. How can he know more than me? Or, yes, yes. You know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I have, I have humbled myself, even in the speaking industry, to realize that if a speaker is younger, but he's got the credentials, why am I frowning on this person? So am I just the hater? You know, so stop hating <laughs> and start appreciating, you know, and um, that's the way to grow. You know, you have to learn to appreciate what what is the biggest or the best uh, outcome that you've experienced in business uh, since. Um, well, hold up before that. You ever get any of those uh, challenges when someone asks you about your business and then when you reach out for them, they do a magic act on you? <laughs> Oh yes, yes. <laughs> plenty of times, plenty of times. Uh, it's it's amazing because, like I said earlier, oftentimes, sometimes they reach out to me. So right. you know, I'm, I'm assuming that it sh- this should be an easy flow, but as soon as you put a price tag on it, it's they're, they're gone. You know, everybody yeah. big ball is saying there's a price tag attached to it, and that's just yep, that. yep. you too, because. <laughs> Absolutely. They're like, oh, I watch all your videos. It's really great. Oh, I can do that. I can make time. And then when it's showtime, oh, my dog, my cat, my son, my sister, my brother. More like my brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had people tell me, you're my mentor. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. So listen, Tuesday, let's do is I'll send you the Zoom link and we'll get started. We'll start with your, your basic plan on what you want, how you're going to get it. And you know, the steps needed to continue, and we'll go through all the crickets. <laughs> but and you know, you we... got some people that just procrastinate. You know, you you give them the vision, you give them the goals, and it's they just procrastinate. And I always tell people, you know, procrastination is the assassination to your destination. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I tell you. Um, I guess we could probably tell all kinds of horror stories about people that don't show up, but I think we really need. Oh. <laughs> because if we're doing what we're supposed to do and what we're really passionate about, that's probably going to drive us to really double down on what we want to do or just look for, you know, more people that really have a need to be filled yes. by us. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. So you say eight or nine years you've been doing my, yes. now this is kind of strange. I have to ask you this. Oh gosh, I don't know how long ago it was. Did you were you ever part of the Marathon of Excellence? I was. I was. Yeah, yep. man, I thought so because I, I did saw, the video. You did? Yep. I did a video with them. Yep. 
with Trevor Ox. Yep. And Shay Brown and all those guys. Yes. Yeah, because I remember seeing your your image now. I don't remember when I shot my video. Yeah, we went out to not Baltimore, but near the airport Lithicum. or somewhere. Lithicum. Lithicum, Lithicum. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and I remember shooting video and um likeness on one of the flyers and this is years ago. So then as often as I see your post, I'm like, that's the same guy. I said, I don't remember seeing him though, because we had different days that we went to the studio to shoot. So, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, wow, okay. Now, that was an interesting time. You know, it's funny. It was. It was. They're only a well, I shouldn't say it. I don't mean in a in a negative, but this speaks to consistency, relevance, and visibility. I don't see many of those people around anymore. That's true. Other than Shay and Trevor, you know. That's the truth. You know, but That's I see truth. yourself, uh, myself, and, you know, maybe some other people that have worked with them. But, and this, yes. that's the thing, you know, you have to really be, like you say, committed to what it yes. is that you want to do. So, Kate Fit, you have some questions for our guest? Absolutely. So, one question I want to ask you that I ask most guests is if you have the opportunity to have a one on one conversation with the 18 year old you, what type of advice would you give yourself about life and adversity as a man? Uh, number one, I would say keep, make sure that whatever you do, you keep God first. You know, if you put God first and put him as the foundation, even though you may, the storms may come, you may you know go left, go right. But at the end of the day, you will always stay grounded. So number one, keep God first. Number two, uh, don't be fearful. You know, fear can hold you back. And if you just get in the game and understand that with God, all things are possible. So don't let fear stop you. Number three, I would say, entrepreneurship, don't be afraid to start entrepreneurship early. You know, being an entrepreneur, it gives you a chance to not only earn some great money, but it also give you a chance to earn your time back, you know, and I know at first, at the beginning, it's going to be kind of rough because when you first start in a business, you got to put a lot of time into it. And most people can't make it. You know, most people do, can't stay dedicated. They can't stay committed. But I would tell my young self, make sure that don't run away from being an entrepreneur. And last but not least, don't be afraid of a job either. I, I tell people all the time that there's nothing wrong with a job. Be thankful for that job, but just don't be satisfied. You know, a job should be a comma in your sentence, not the period. So a job gives you an opportunity to fund your dream as well. So I know a lot of people talk bad. Oh, you need to let go of a job. But no, keep your job and allow it to fund your dreams so that when you do want to start an entrepreneurship, you have the capital to start it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, it's funny. I heard um, a guy that I admire a lot. He's been catching a lot of uh, steam lately for the past couple of months, actually. The slap heard around the world, like you know, Will Smith said that uh, yes. there is no B plan, and I I respect that tremendously, and I get it. Um, my logical brain says no, you should always have a B plan or be able to do something, not just because you have to, but hopefully something that you're good at to sustain you should you need it. But I understand the psychology about knowing. You've got a full a, a plan to fall back on. I like to say, when you burn the ships, you know there's only one direction, and that's forward. So I do understand right. 
both perspectives. I am um, myself, I'm probably of the latter mindset or the first, the initial mindset of having a B plan, but I can understand yeah. tremendously being so totally sold out on yeah. a singular point of view and perspective. So, yeah. You know what, you know what I would say too, if you look at someone like LeBron James, LeBron James, they just said that he's a, a billionaire. LeBron James never quit his day job. He's still playing basketball. You know, someone else would say, oh, no, quit, quit basketball. You know, you're a billionaire now. Just enjoy yourself. No, LeBron James still loves the sport. He still kept his job. So I tell people LeBron James is a perfect example of someone that keeping their day job, even though they're still a billionaire. So I always yeah. tell people, you know, a job can, can still be beneficial if you if you work it right. Yeah, because all he, not, not to minimize it, but what he did was he diversified his interests and his talents and his time. Yes. And the smart thing about that is he's a perfect, and I mean perfect in the, every sense of the word perfect, a perfect example of how yes. people of color should work yes. in their business, whether they have a nice contract to leverage or not, because you can take thousandaires you may not be a millionaire but you may be a thousandaire so if you take two or three thousandaires and we say look you're good at this you're good at this and i'm good at this let's and you fill in the blank whatever the idea is and you put a couple hundred and each of us put a couple of hundred dollars together not risking all of our thousands at the same time we can yes. leverage off of one another for a common cause and if we can yes. repeat that process quarterly then maybe, um, you know, more often than that, if need be, maybe the first time is just once a year. Then maybe it becomes twice yes. a year and then it becomes quarterly. And you never know, we may build up enough momentum, but it's just so hard to find um, others that are interested in the same fashion, committed in the same fashion, dedicated in the same fashion. And that hurts my heart because, you know, like I know, we were kings and queens, okay, most recently, we were entrepreneurs in different parts of this country holding our own until the good old Uncle Sam came and destroyed it. Yes. You know, and that, and that really, it, it, it angers me and it hurts at the same time. And it's just a, a, a hor horrific emotion to hold and manifest within ourselves knowing that truth. We live in the greatest country yes. in the world, but that is the same country, the very country that intentionally destroyed the American dream for you because yes. you were fine at it and yes. then won't even own up to it. That's right. That's right. But I believe we should still continue to do that. You know, uh, yes. win, lose or draw the resilience in us as people of color, we overcome. Yes. We overcome. Yes. Okay, Fit, what else? What other questions do you have for our guests today? Are there any areas in your business where you feel you could be doing better or that you want to be doing better? I think one area that I think I can probably do better at is, um, you know, with me having a huge team, it's hard trying to stay in touch with everybody. You know, it's you, we can, I can do my best to, to call as many people as possible, but there's not enough hours in a day to talk to everybody on my team. So I think that I can probably do better at learning more tools that can reach out to people more than I can, you know, because I always like to say, use the tools, don't be the tool. 
And if, if I can learn more about technology, I think that's something that I can definitely do better at in, in business. Now, are you a published author yet? I have, I've been on, I'm about to get ready to do my second book. I haven't done a book by myself. It's all been an anthology so far. So yeah. I'm not a published one by myself yet. Okay, okay. You know, I was listening to your last comment about getting to know and the challenge. <clears throat> well, that's a good position to be in, that it's challenging to get to know everyone on the team because your team has grown to such, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> such a proportion. But, you know, in certain places of worship, they have this thing called small groups. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yes. Maybe yes. that concept would be a benefit to you in your business. And um, maybe, I, I, I mean, I don't, I can't give you the breakdown, but if you had small groups with your team biweekly or whatever, um, and they never know when you would pop in, that would be something you may want to implement. I know sometimes people are so like busy. That. Sometimes people are just so busy that they, um, not another single thing. Look, this is fine. And, you know, you're going to get that. But yes. maybe you can structure it so that it's something that they look forward to and Maybe you'll have yes. certain special that you'll offer as the pop-up leader that you are, and and on in your small groups if you can implement that. That's free of like charge, that. man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, and, and I, I tell people a lot. <laughs> even the music side of me, the creative side with music, I give people things. It's not for me, and I give it because. I would want someone to give that to me if they had an idea that I didn't know about, didn't think about, hadn't considered. Why not? I mean, there's yes. an, there should be enough for all of us is the way I see yes. it. And if you bless someone with something, lo and behold, I believe there's a blessing coming for you as well. So, you know. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I hope that, that if you can implement it, that would work and that would make people feel... Um, even better about what they're doing with your company. Yeah. I receive it. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, part of my, my, uh, I guess, desire as an entrepreneur, it is about money, but it's not all about the money. You know, it's about the growth, the relationship, yeah. uh, the professionalism, you know, the being on time. I did a video today talking about being on time and, you know, if you're really about it, you know, that you'll know how to show up in life. If I can, I'll see how I play it. It's only a couple of moments long. See if I can find it. But K-Fit, okay. you go ahead and ask Keith some more questions, and I'm going to see if I can put this segment together really quickly. No problem. So my next question for you, Keith, would be, in your opinion, do you think the pandemic has negatively or positively affected your business? I would say it has positively helped my business because now the pandemic has forced a lot of people they don't want to come out so it gives you a chance to use zoom which allows you to have a bigger platforms normally we do meetings at a hotel event and i can only host people that's in that our current area but zoom allows me to talk to people in all 50 states now instead of me just trying to focus on one area at a time so for me it has been a positive impact for me come uh, instead of a negative impact very nice. 
Um, my next question for you is, do you practice health and wellness in any fashion, whether it be meditation, yoga, physically working out? Yes, um, I work out every single day. Uh, so my, I, my goal is to work out at least five days out of the seven. I also make sure that I take uh, health and wellness <clears throat> products because uh, if you don't make time for wellness, you're going to end up making time for sickness. And, you know, we got to make up our mind if we want to live long, you know, our wealth is our health as well. So um, I definitely make time for that because I, I got three amazing children that I want to make sure I'm around as long as I can <laughs> to see them get married and have grandchildren and some more. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, next question for you. Would you say what you're doing right now is your ultimate passion or is this something else that you haven't tapped into despite this coming the way it came in your life? I would say it's, it, it is it is an ultimate passion of mine, but I'm passion too. Um, I am, most people when they see me, they call me smiley. I love to uh, smile. I, I believe that you know, my favorite scripture is today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So I try to make sure I'm rejoicing every moment I get. And so one of my passions is to open up a location where people can actually have meetings uh, and I'll be able to host that meeting uh, at that location. So I want to have a place where there's multiple conference rooms and that gives me a chance to build relationships as well as see who else I can help? Because I have a desire to help. When I wake up every morning, I wake up saying, who can I help today? And I know that without a doubt that if I had a location where people could have functions or where to get married or uh, parties or get togethers, uh, that's my biggest desire. But my econ has been a passion of mine because uh, the, the education that I have been receiving is just amazing. The education, the personal growth and self-development, uh, the testimonies that has happened to me because of my econ is definitely had turned into a, a huge passion of mine. Wow. That's, that's amazing because I remember this is several years ago when I first started, I've always liked the arts, creative arts, you know, film, speaking, music, blah, blah, blah. I got my first, one of my first cameras, I was videotaping everywhere. And I was in um, Pentagon city and it was a, group of youngsters, maybe, I don't know, I'm guessing high school age, and they had all had on white shirts, and it said free hugs, and I'm like, free hugs? What's wrong with y'all? What, what's this about? And <laughs> that reminds me of this group of young people that would say, would you like a hug, sir? Would you like a hug? No strings attached. Doesn't cost anything. <laughs> and they were actually just hugging people, just because. Yeah. And it was like a, a, a movement, a ministry, whatever you may want to call it. And I remember videotaping it. And I was asking them, like, why are you doing this? Where are you guys from? Blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, there were people in the background giving hugs away. And, man, that's why I like, yes, it is. I like yes, comedy. It is. You know, um, I don't like all comedy, but I think most comedy I do like from time to time to shift uh, the environment that I'm in. But I did find the clip. Let me see if I could play this okay. clip. Um, and this clip was just talking about the benefits of um, showing up as an entrepreneur. I'll see if I can make this work. Okay, I can't hear anything, so let me take it back from the beginning. Always show up early, folks. Whether it's a client meeting, a coaching client, 
a corporate client, even if it's just a family gathering, show up early because if it's important to you, your time, if it's important to you, you should be there. And remember, when we treat people the way we want to be treated, that sends a good message about character. So how important is your business? How important or how valuable is your time? Always show up, be prepared, and be ready for the next big thing. So I posted, thank you. So I posted that today because, um, you know, I was uh, out and about, I had a client meet, and I said, well, let me, uh, while I'm, you know, waiting, let me just explain the importance of what we're doing and the importance of what an entrepreneur does and what a professional does. You know, it's one thing to show up because there's an event, but how about showing up on time? How about showing up when it matters most? How about looking the part? How about having clarity of thought that you can have something to contribute or that whatever your business is, you're able to express it clearly and uh, it really benefits the person you're there to share it with. So yes. um, I think that's just important. And I think a lot of times people take uh, time for granted, you know, yes. and uh, if you're a professional, be a professional, be on time. Yes. You know, even, yes. look, even if you don't know the heck how the thing works, show up the shows that look i honor your time i'm here yes. you know yes. that's just my perspective man yeah but um any other questions you have uh k-fit yeah what is success to you in your own words i would say success to me is doing something that you love and you you love it so much that even if you didn't get paid you'll still do it that to me is success. Yeah, yeah. Now, I like tell, that. Us, tell us a little bit about my econ because um, I think it's important whether it's financial planning, financial preparedness, uh, insurance, you know, IULs, whatever it may be. Give us a snapshot and then give us your contact information for those that see this sure. live or in re or in the replay so that they can contact you if there's an interest. Sure, uh, I, I use the numbers. Well, the two stands for, we believe that there's two objectives that everyone's trying to accomplish every day. Uh, the first objective is people are trying to go to a job or a business to earn enough income to provide for their current lifestyle. Second objective is while they're working that job or business, they're trying to simultaneously put enough money in some type of asset or investment so that when they retire, their money works for them instead of them working for the money. The four stands for there are four challenges that are stopping people from, from achieving their objectives. The first challenge is inflation. We call that the silent killer because inflation hurts you, but most people don't see it hurting them because inflation kind of creeps up on you. You know, gas could be one price on Monday. You go to the same exact gas station on Friday. Now gas is a different price, but your job didn't say, hey, because the price of gas went up, let me give you a pay raise. So that's, a, that's one challenge that's hurting us financially. Number two is taxes. That's one of the biggest bills you pay outside of your mortgage and your car note. And so you got sales tax, you got property tax, you got taxes in your paycheck. So that's another challenge that's stopping people. Three is debt. You know, debt is huge. I call debt the prison guard because debt keeps you chained to a job longer than you want to. Many people would rather roll over in bed, but they got to roll out of bed because they got a mortgage, car note, student loans, etc. 
And the fourth challenge is big business. You know, every month there's a holiday and big business uses commercials and radio ads to get us, the consumers, to spend our hard-earned money. So those four challenges are stopping people from building wealth. Now, here's the three. We in my econ provide three powerful solutions. Uh, number one, the first thing we want to do is help people improve and increase their credit score. So we provide them with a do-it-yourself credit repair system because we believe if you give a man a fish, you eat for a day. But if you teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Right. So we provide you an amazing tool that's going to walk you through step-by-step step how to repair and restore your own credit. Number two, we're going to provide you with a business opportunity in form of network marketing. Now, I know a lot of people look at network marketing as a bad thing, but it's really a great thing. It's one of the highest paid industries out there. But I also tell people, look at McDonald's. The CEO of McDonald's makes most of his money not from selling hamburgers, french fries, and drinks. He allows you to pay a fee to open up a franchise. He lets you run the franchise, but he earns a percentage of the revenue from each franchise. Thousands right. of franchises, he's earning a percentage of the revenue. So we got the same concept. When other people decide they want to join the business, it's as if they opened up a franchise and I'm earning a percentage of the revenue through, the, through uh, each franchise. So we give people an opportunity to have a home-based business where they can, one, make some extra income, part-time, full-time, spare time, but also have the opportunity to take advantage of the tax laws that's available to them. You know, there's so many different tax write-offs from writing off the miles, eating out your cell phone, your internet, paying your children a wage instead of allowance. So we give them that opportunity so that they can lower their taxable income but earn some significant income without stopping what they're currently doing. And the third and final thing that we do is we teach investing. You know, the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children and his children's children. A lot yeah. of us are leaving our children generational debt instead of generational wealth. So we teach you investing so that a person can understand how stocks, bonds, mutual funds, IRAs, annuities, cryptocurrency, day trading, et cetera, works so that when they go to a financial planner, they're not sitting there like a deer in headlights. They'll be able to walk in there with their head held high and be able to tell the financial planner what they want to invest in. And so a person can actually get involved two ways. They can actually pay $19.95 and they get the whole business, the credit repair, the debt elimination, the investment training, a system that works like an automated marketing system. And that's $19, then it's $34, I mean, sorry, $39.95 a month. The other option is they can get started for $49.95, and then 30 days later, it's $54.95 a month, and they're getting everything I just named, but they also get a travel membership that saves them up to 70% on travel, and they also get a social media platform that's going to teach them how to build on social media. And okay. so if someone wants to know more, all they have to do is go to www.myfinancialvision.com. That's www dot okay wow that sounds really rewarding you know all you got to do is uh bank on you <laughs> bank on yourself yes that's right the best <laughs> investment you can ever invest in is yourself especially when you have someone with experience that could uh kind of like walk you through it or that you can you know run your questions by and you know just check yes. some balances so you, you know you're doing the right thing that's great so um yes. i'm trying to think Kate Fitch, do you have anything else uh, that you'd like to ask our guests? Um, what are some of your weaknesses as an If I say I had a weakness, one, like I said earlier, would definitely be learning the, the, this new technology 
it technology evolves and if you don't keep up <laughs> yeah you get left behind you know that a platform called TikTok, and i'm like man okay. people are growing their business on TikTok, and i'm trying to keep up on how to do these different backgrounds and all that stuff so i think one of my biggest weaknesses is, is learning new technology i'm i am so used to doing something one way and when change comes that's my weakness it's hard sometimes for me to kind of convert to change so i'm right. getting better i'm getting better but that's one of my weaknesses right somebody said what's the difference between i can't even see it because i have a glass it says wages and allowances oh okay yeah what's so you know normally a person pays their children allowance you know so if your child does something you give them allowance but a wage is there's something called the child labor law where you can actually pay your child to do what they were going to do anyway but pay them a wage so it's a tax write-off to you so there's so, there's certain ways that we teach them by the irs guidelines how to set that up like will you, will you teach is it a certain way they have to pay the child like is it through a yes check? yes oh. it's so many different steps that they got to do uh they got to set up an account they got to create a timesheet uh they got to create their duties so it's a lot okay. of steps to it but it's a tax write-off to you by paying them a wage instead of allowance. That's good to know, because I'm, I've always known that you could do that. I just didn't know the HOW of doing it. So that's, yes. that's it's a big difference, yeah. Because if Uncle Sam or IRS comes knocking at your door, you want to be the backup your uh, your claim. That's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, listen, man, this has really been a good conversation. I knew it would be, you know, and talking about <laughs> the marathon of excellence and. You know, yes. Ball and being from the tri-state, you know, I mean, shoot, uh, we have so many things in common. And, you know, the good thing about that, I think a lot of us would learn or benefit that we are more alike than we are different worldwide. You know, we're just more alike than we are different. We all pretty much want the same things, companionship, honesty, integrity, love, someone you could share a good laugh with, um, someone you can talk deep with a spiritual yeah. uh, connection that you can share in common. All those things to me are very meaningful. And especially at this point in my life, I mean, if I can't have those things, I really don't have much of anything. You know, that's how I that's see right. it. And, and I, if, you know, if that's what it is, I accept it for what it is, but those are the deepest desires of my heart, you know? So, um, yes. but man, listen, thank you for your time. Uh, thank your family thank for you. sharing you with us. Uh, Thank by you. all means. Thanks for having free. me. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, absolutely. Feel free to go back into uh, the group to, um, you know, check out some of the other shows and comments and stuff like that. But uh, with that being said, folks, you heard it here first and you didn't hear it last. You always got to radiate the brain and change the game. Love it. Love it. Now, how do I get out of here? <laughs>